Hey folks, Dakota here with an intro to an intro because Saturday afternoon, or it's Friday afternoon, it's tough to remember about which one I guess, um, one of the two, uh, I believe it's Friday afternoon, we lost an Avenger, we lost the great Chadwick Boseman. It fills me with dread to have to say this, you know, he's only very young in his early 40s, colon cancer, but he was an inspiration to so many people everywhere across the world in African-American communities. And I know this. As I'm a white guy, I know, but I, I loved his work. I loved him. He added so much, but I'll never understand what he meant to African community families in the sense where they have their superhero. You know, we have Superman, Iron Man as a white guy, but Chirac Bozeman gave inspiration to so many kids, so many adults in communities. And I wanted to say this episode is in tribute to him. And anything we do is in tribute to him now. And I, it fills me with dread to have to do this in the beginning of the episode. Because I don't really... It's mostly trying to stay positive on the show. But I wanted to pay my respects to Mr. Chadwick. And, yeah, God, I don't know how to put this into words. But we'll miss you forever. And we're going to have a few seconds, a moment of silence before the episode starts for this. And, as always... Wakanda forever. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Comic Chronicle Podcast. I'm your guys' host, Dakota Morgan, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. We have a wonderful guest on today, folks. I mentioned it numerous times on the podcast, but Joshua Kassara is on the show He's worked on X-Force, Venom, Avengers, so many books this guy's worked on as an artist. And we talk a little bit about science. We talk about breaking into comics. And if you want to break into comics, this is one thing where I think it's a really good pushing point and a really good amount of advice for you to kind of push you in that right direction. I know as of this recording, times are tough. COVID, all that bullshit. I get it. And I think if you really want to break into comics as an artist, as a writer, Joshua gives you so many good things. He, he, he really does. And I thank him again for coming on the show. He's an awesome guest. Talks behind the scenes of working on a few different comic series and whatnot. We talk X-Men. We talk a lot. And I do want to say, folks, is hopefully you are staying safe out there. I know. I said in earlier just a minute ago, times are crazy. Make sure you wash your hands. Wear a mask. I know there's negative times and we're not going around as well, but... Just stay motivated. Stay, as I always, I often tell people this on social media, and I always end most of my posts with it, stay creative. Two words that if you listen to this podcast, obviously you're creative in some way or fashion, or you just like creativity. So stay creative, and you'll be surprised how much happiness it can bring you, how much motivation it can bring you, and a break from the politics, from COVID, drama, whatever it may be. Stay creative, folks, and stay strong out there. If you want to stay in touch, though, on social media, I'm at, at Dakota underscore Morgan 97 at Gmail, or not Gmail, <laughs> on Instagram. It's been a long weekend on this recording, and on Twitter, at Dakota Morgan 3. And, of course, folks, it helps us greatly for the podcast and on, on the Nerd Balls Network if you guys subscribe. You get new episodes every Monday. I know if you're listening and you've been subscribing one on forever, we didn't have one last week. We were taking a break. We needed to take a break for the podcast, but we're back. So subscribe, folks, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or even ComicChronicle.Podbean.com. Stay in touch with new episodes every Monday for free. So far, it's still free, so stay in touch for more. Without further ado, folks, so let's get started in this interview because Joshua just goes on so much good stuff. I want you guys to take a listen, so let's dive right into my talk with Joshua. Yes, we're recording. Well, you know what? Welcome to the show, good man. I got to just start with that one. Welcome to the show, boss. Like, how are you doing today? Like, has it been okay for you? Has it been chaos? I know this podcast host guy made you use Skype, and you're like, oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> you mean just today or my my entire uh, life? Weekend. Well, weekend, weekend, weekend. Like, how are you holding up this weekend as this recording? Because it's been fine. Weekend, yeah. um, just work yesterday. Tried to have some, we were having, we we're going to have like some family night last night, and then we ended up watching Black Panther. Uh, oh yeah! Had all the board games out, and then we watched Black Panther. So it was a, uh, was a good little bittersweet night. And um, yeah, today woke up kind of late, later than usual. I usually try to get up early, get to work before everybody gets up. I can you know, get a, I can be pretty productive before everybody starts interrupting. Uh, yeah, I feel that. And then, uh, but today a little bit late. Helped my wife out, 
cutting some things and then uh, doing a little bit of work and just work off into the night after this. So that's how I my like Sundays it. usually are. I like it. Well, it's good. I mean, it's nice to relax. I, people ask like, oh, how are you doing during the week and stuff like that? Well, in 2020 sense, fuck that, because we can't do that anymore because week, it could be so much. Yeah. So now it's like we got to take it by a day by day basis. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to do it. I mean, you and I both work in a comic book industry and we know like we don't know what's going to happen the next day. Correct. You know? And I mean, shit, I work in an animal hospital and I got no idea too. like shark cat. That's why he said. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, but you've done a little bit of work in comics. We'll get to comics stuff like that. But you've done a little bit of work in the comics. But I heard, and I think I saw on Twitter, if I remember correctly, too, you're also a paleontological fan. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just a, it's, it's a combination of a little bit of joke and passing interest. It's, not, it's just me yeah. being a little silly in the sense of, I think a lot of my interests are just science-based, like a lot of my reading and things. And just the things that I, it's the articles or whatever, my just my... I'm not, it's not even like I'm a hobbyist or anything. It's just the mm. stuff that I guess I tend to interest in, but I just throw that out there. Cause you could be amateur anything, I guess. So <laughs> it's very true. You can be amateur, whatever you want. I mean, yeah. if there's a whole amateur porn section, you can do whatever you want in amateur. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, but I like it. So what exactly interests you? Cause I work in, used to work in paleontologically, uh, paleontology for a little bit and do a little bit of research and stuff like that nowadays. And I'm on comics. What is free time? Um, yeah, yeah, no free time. Like, shit. But so what interests you in it? I'm very curious. Uh, you know, I I don't know. I just, the the books, I guess, like the, a lot of the audio books and stuff that I listen to, it just, again, it's science-based. It's it's the history of how we got here as as a, you know, all, all plants and life and everything like that. And so um, it just kind of stems from that. It's not. It's not too deep. It's. It's a little more just me kind of having fun. Interested. I yeah. like it though. Well, at least you're accepting of it and like have a passing interest because a lot of people these days are like science. Get out of here. No, I'm fine. I'll take yeah. a selfie though with some statue or something like that. I don't know. It's really weird. Like to me, I don't know if you've noticed this or not. It seems like science has gone down in people's interest in a lot of aspects. <sighs> it's yeah. kind of weird. It seems like it. Like learn about nature around you more. <laughs> it's important. I just think I mean it's just something that insanely fascinates me. Uh, it's yeah. um, the com- the complexity and just obviously the, the the scope and the scale of time is incomprehensible to us how we yeah. did get here. Um, but it's I don't know, just fascinating. It's true. Only time, like what people are like oh in the last hundred years a big huge thing happened. I'm like that's nothing in the scale of time here. Like in the time scale, like we got measurement of millions of years and when they say oh past what 20 years has been really eventful yeah it's been eventful but on a time scale this is a hair this is like a little hair follicle and that's it yes yeah. it's, it's what the beauty of it is you know yeah yeah i really i love it we could talk about science all day <laughs> but yep. but you've done work in comics and one with x-force and such and you're an artist which is magic i like to say to you guys I'm a writer. I do a bunch of the writing aspects and stuff, right? For a few different series and stuff as well. But you guys, I think, are the true magicians because you guys bring the life words off a page. Well, uh, thank you. I, I, but I say this. I would say the same thing about any good writer or musician or anything. I don't mm-hmm. see. You don't see all the hours and all the, the 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 sweat and tears that go into the final product. You just see the final product at the end of it. So it looks like magic. You know, you don't you don't see how the sausage is made as much. So uh, I feel the same way about good writing. I mean, it, mm. like, how did that how did you line that all up together? You know, like, I, I don't I can I get it. You, you just you do have you have to do the work. But I, mm. I, I feel the same way. It's incredible. But I, but you know what? You're right. I look at other artists and I'm just like, oh, how did they do that? You know, everyone has sure. their own take on things. But that's why, you know, I, I'll use Twitter. I use it mainly just for work. But I. Mm. My secret is I love just following everybody and just to see all the art coming in and to see what everybody's doing. It's, inspira- um, it's inspirational, almost abso- one could say. Ab- absolutely, yeah. it's inspirational and it, and it, yeah, and it gives gives you ideas and uh, uh, it's just like next to me for work. I have a pile of books and I just call it, it's like my inspiration pile, my reading pile. It's sure. books that kind of stay. It's about twenty or thirty books that stay there that I will sometimes just flip through if I'm. Not if I, you know, not if I'm trying to go for a certain thing, but just to kind of kickstart you to go, oh my god, they make awesome things. I want to make awesome things too. Yeah. Or uh, you're like, it. what would this design look like? Let me look through here. Aha, got it. 
that yeah, sort of thing. Like, yeah. You when you're, you're creating anything, you're you're just a, a you're just a patchwork of all your influences. So, you know that it, it'll um, you know you don't take you take little bits and pieces of the things that you like. You know, I like oh the way somebody does the anatomy here, or the way that somebody may even do the, um, their panel layouts here, and and kind of you know again take take bit, bits and pieces of that. Well, how long have you been doing this for, though? Like, has it been like a recent project, or has it been like lifelong thing? Because a lot of people I've been talking to, it's been lifelong. But there's a few that have like, oh, I just started. But who knows? Yeah, like, what do you it's, got? it's a weird combo. I, I mean, I've always drawn, I guess. You know, since I was a little kid, mm-hmm. um, and you know, you'd get a little bit of um, positive feedback. I think is kind of where it stems from. I think there's some innate talent. I think. You know, especially, and there's some people that are just geniuses, but I think for the most part, it's just practice like anything. You know, you, yeah. if you if, if you drew as much as I did, you know, you'd be good too. It's just, um, if, if you practiced, if you practiced guitar eight hours a day in a year, you'd be amazing. You know, Steven starts from scratch and, and I'll draw at the least eight hours a day. Um, I, you know, I'd always drawn and I, and I love comics. I started reading comics about eight or nine years old. So I've always been influenced oh. by that. And um, I, I always liked that, so I'd always draw that too. Hmm. Uh, I would draw my own little comics and stuff. I never took it seriously. Um, you know, I probably close to around the time of, you know, in high school, I would draw, start drawing a little bit of more storytelling panels and stuff. Um, but if anything took me more than like two hours, I would be like, oh, this is, I can't believe it, it looks terrible and just kind of be over it and not really. Just the- two? Just yeah. two hours, and you're like, man, two hours is a lot of fucking work. And then older self, he's like, two hours, man, I kill for that. I'm working yeah, on hour twelve on a piece. That's exactly, that's exactly it. And and um, and I would I would try a little bit, but not really try. And I didn't really understand it. I didn't study fun, um, storytelling as much. Um, but I, you know, I I went off. I went to college. Uh, I didn't I didn't study art or anything like that and but I would still always draw and draw in the background maybe paint a little bit but I still always read comics and they're always just they're always lingering in the background um, where I just loved it and I love the art form uh, I had started dating my now wife and she's like oh look at my you know I said oh yeah I'm a wannabe artist or whatever but I wasn't really hardcore it was just stuff that I did as, a, as like a hobby and a, a small pastime and I had some old comic book pages um I don't even know what they were but uh she thought they were so cool she's like why don't you do that I know you like comics and why didn't you do that I'm like I don't know I never really tried and then I kind of sat down and decided to maybe just give it a good shot I, I drew a just a pinup of uh, Magnus a robot fighter Oh, yeah, and, and, and I think I spent like eight hours on it, and just the difference in I noticed like when I really put that effort in, and and I saw, wow, this made such a difference, and I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. So from there, I really kind of started drawing. This I'm I'm about thirty years old at this point, you know, so this is kind of late, um, and I just started reading more and more books. Um, not so much like how to make comics kind of thing, just reading a lot more books and studying it, but looking online and there's a lot of tips. Um, and I just started drawing more and more, just working, you know, anatomy and all kinds of stuff, but then just the basic storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I got to the point where like, you know, this is pretty cool. I wanted to give myself um, my own book to draw. And I wrote my own short story, 30 page book. It's a silent book. And it's just, it was about a, it was about a, um, a Japanese holdout from World War II who was like stranded on an island and just the real life story one or like, was it just yours? Just my own, taking a little bit, you know, it's like a little bit of, you know, history, you know, um, historical fiction or something. And, Mm. and anyway, the point was that it was something for me to draw and I gave myself a deadline to draw these 30 pages and I had it all like on my thumbnails and everything. And I'm like, okay, you know, I, I worked all night and then I would wake up early, draw all day, go to work and just rinse and repeat and just hit my, you know, try to hit my schedule and see if this is something that I wanted to do. Um, and I got to the end, I hit my deadline, got to the end of it. And it was like, I want more. I want to do this. Like, this is awesome. Like telling a story is awesome. And 
So it just kind of a little, I, I printed a, a bunch of them and just my own little self-published book. Um, it never really like, never had, it's not really out there at all. I do have some copies that I'll eventually kind of hand out at some point. Um, just celebrate and, like family member presents here. Yeah. Exclusive thing. Merry Christmas. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So it's just a little black and white book, but um, I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. Just, it kind of kickstarted me to go. Cause like, oh my, I became addicted instantly. It was like, I want to tell stories this is awesome. Hey folks, Dakota here with a little bit of an ad break, but this is one you definitely want to listen to if you guys are a comic fan, which you are if you're listening to the show. You guys like comics and you like reading them in person. Well, let me tell you, go to Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. This is not just a hype thing for this ad, let me tell you. I've been going there for years. I've had Cam Brown on the show all the time. Such a good guy. It's such a good community. Everyone who works there, they know you. They, you get your box number. You get your thing. You get all you need to do there. You get your collectible toys, car, whatever it may be, comics. It's all there for you guys. That's Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. Here's the address, 5801 West Glendale Avenue, Glendale, Arizona, in downtown Glendale. And if you guys want to visit them, you can visit them drawntocomics.com or find them on social media and the number is 623-847-9090. You give them a call. Definitely, guys, I love going to the store. And this is not a fucking lie. I love going. It's so amazing. Thanks, everyone. And hopefully... You guys check them out if you're in Arizona or maybe passing through. Remember, guys, draw on the comics. Go check it out for your books. Reading books in person is so much better than digital. But I love digital, too, so it's a little bit of a toss-up. Support brick-and-mortar companies. We definitely need you to. Thanks, everyone. And now, without further ado, I'm going to take it back to future me. And so I started working on just my portfolio and just kind of putting myself out there a little bit online. I think, like, DeviantArt or I don't even know where else. And... Getting a little bit of get more feedback. It's always good to get some feedback from people, oh, yeah. and and then you know a couple of commissions and some people hiring me to do uh, like some short stories or their own books or some private little commissions, and then uh, I started going to San Diego. Com well, I've always gone to San Diego Comic Con since I was a little kid, but I started actually bringing like a portfolio and stuff and trying to you know show my stuff around and some people you know yeah. blow you off and some people are really receptive to it um and just giving you some really good tips and eventually this is 2014 maybe um so i'm just a couple of years into really kind of trying and, and and getting getting into this and uh, uh one of the editors steve white at titan i kind of i missed the head of portfolio review and I had missed it, and I just went to the booth. I said, "Hey, you know, I, I wasn't able to to make it, but if you know if somebody's here who wants to take a look at my uh, portfolio," and and he was just running off to lunch, and he said, "Yeah, I'll take it." And he was just, ah, whatever. The usual. Oh, uh, yeah, sure, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 he looked at it, and he's like, "Actually, this is this is really this is really great. I got to run, but here's my contact info. This is this is definitely something we can look into and stuff." So that kind of, um, you know after just getting blown off by pretty much everybody, uh, which happens is good. It, it, it makes you better because, you know, you the good ones will give you the right tips and constructive criticism. Oh, and, it's uh, best to be rejected. And people are like, oh, I got rejected. It's over. No, it's never over after one rejection. That's fucked knowledge. I don't know who says that in school these days. You got to get rejected over and over again if it's something you love because it pushes you. It evolves you, science. It yep. evolves you. It does so much like that. It's true. You're, you're absolutely right. Like you have to fail in order to succeed. Yeah, I feel like that way just in general. I mean, I yeah, I, I, I I'll there's some stuff that I'm definitely proud of, but for the most part, you look back at anything you've drawn a week ago, a year ago, you're always like, all you see are your faults. And I think that's while that's like it bums you out sometimes, but I think that's what drives you to just get better. And, you know, if you just, if you, if you, if you're happy with everything you've done, I don't think you, I don't think you're able to evolve. Um, uh, so, uh, we, he, he, I kept in contact with him at Titan and he was trying to set me up with a couple different things. And then I did, um, and then he set me up with Noel Clark, um, who works on like one of the doctor who he was like in doctor who for a long time. He does movies and all kinds of things. And we did a book sure. together. It was my first, it was kind of like my first, um, book book that kind of got out there and and also in the meantime i was helping out doing some doctor who covers and things like that so that was kind of my first stuff just name drop the doctor who right now where fans are like doctor who holy shit yeah. like, wow so that was it was pretty cool and and they were all really really nice um at titan and i did that book the true 
um, with Noel. And I literally think before that book came out, um, Tom Brebord at Marvel had emailed me to say, I saw oh, wow. you were doing, I saw you're doing um, this and, you know, like to see if you'd want to come try out here, like at Marvel. So, uh, yeah, it was just, yeah. So there's, you know, there's a lot of like, just a lot of luck involved. You know, you, you think, you know, oh, I work hard and I, you know, you try to get better, but it's, there's a lot of right timing and, and right time, right place sort of thing too. But as a Midwestern kid, because I grew up in Illinois for like 16 years and was born there, now Arizona. But as a Midwestern kid at heart, I appreciate that story so much because, and I think people should, because think about it, you self-taught yourself so much. Mm-hmm. And also that little bit of good advice, like someone giving you, or not good advice, but what would you say? Good inspiration almost or, or feedback. There we go. Yeah, good feedback. Get, yeah, good feedback. Like good feedback can go so long. Like that little bit of good feedback from now the wife, which is also amazing, by the way. And because that's love. <laughs> if they, they give you good feedback, like, you know what? She's the one. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's true. That's true. It, you can go so long on that. And good feedback, I think, is very important. Like people are like, oh, it's always the negative feedback. No, you need a little bit of good feedback because a little bit of good feedback is a seed. uh, I call it the seed that plants that grows into a tree. Sure, it's it's true. Like, and you worked hard, man. That's that's a motivating fucking story right there. No, that's that's true. Yeah, while while I remember why I was doing like trying to do the portfolio thing and and showing, you know, I've had plenty of editors just kind of blew me off. But also, there were some. One of the DC editors was really good. He, you know, he, he kind of took me aside. He's like, I'm, you know, I can't hire you anything right now, but he's like, you're really like on the right track. And he gave, mm-hmm. and he said, I, I've seen, I've seen people who are right at that point. And I think you're right at that point where if you, you know, if you're not getting that encouragement, you might just drop off and just, because you know, it, it's a ton of work. Um, and something like that, he's like, you're right there. These are some of the things you need to work on, but I think you're on the right track and I don't think you should quit. And so like, that's, Damn. that's yeah, that's that's great to hear. That's what you want to hear from like the head honcho. Be like, hey, keep going, okay? Yeah, and there was there was even a, there was there was even a, a professional that I mean, he's he's really big, really big time, and I I think it's a personal story, so I don't think I'm gonna put his name no. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Good but he looked at my portfolio kind of kind of as he was blowing up, and he was really nice about it. And I left him my contact info. I don't know why I think he even asked for it, but just down the road, he'd emailed me just a really nice, like, Hey, um, kind of the same thing. Like, this is, this is good. Like you need, you, you should keep doing this sort of thing. Like I can see you working in, 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 in comics and stuff. So again, that's really a cool selfless thing, um, that he did that, you know, would I still be doing this now or not? I don't know. Um, but it definitely helped keep you, keep you in that momentum, yeah. you know, moving along. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like it, the wheels keep turning and they never stop turning. Like if you get a hundred percent negative feedback all the time, then yeah. I think you just stop dead in your tracks. Like, all right, fuck it. I guess I'm going to go swipe groceries or something like that. But then eventually you'll get back to it. It's this whole thing. It's not so much positivity can really affect people. And I know we're drought for it these days. Like, ugh. Oh yeah. Like, yeah that's what I, I try to be, there's no reason. There's, there's too much, there's too much uh, negativity in the world to be like that, you know? Then I just, I try to have, you know, as far as my, I, I'm not super big on social media, but with my Twitter, like I said, it's basically through work, but I try to just keep everything always just light and just, just humor and just, and be yeah. positive when I see people's work and, uh, there's no reason not to be anything. But exactly. That. Exactly. And that seems to be tough to get through people's heads these days, which I'm like, why? Yeah. But on more positivity note. What books were you reading as a kid? What's Young Joshua's books? Like, I'm really curious. Here. Like, was it? I don't know. Was it X Men or was it something eventually, different? Eventually, well, the first yeah. book I bought, the first book I ever bought was Grew Grew the Wanderer. I don't know if you know oh, who he is. I've heard of him. I've I've heard it and seen it a little bit for, but yeah. I've not heard that name in a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's the first book. It's Grew number fifty eight. It was um. I bought it at the liquor store, a little bit of spinner rack. I remember my brother bought some other, some books too, but that's the very first book I wrote. I still love it. It might be my favorite series of all time. It's so it's, you know, it's humor, it's fun, it's adventure. It's my kind of thing. Um, and so that was, I like that stuff. And, and then I remember 
we learned about comic book stores. And so we, you know, my mom would take us to the comic book store and, and, you know, as a kid, they had, you know, back then they had 10 cent bins or even quarter bins. And I would buy, I would use most of my money for that because I could just the bang for my buck. And so I liked, I really loved the Fantastic Four. So a lot of old issues of the Fantastic Four. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, going into, you know, middle school and then going into high school is right around the image boom. And so there was, you know, Marvel blowing up and, you know, you've got, I've got, you know, Jim Lee, uh, Mark Silvestri and all those guys, Rob Liefeld, and and uh, of course that's kind of my coming of age, and that's when I really love to draw and and copy, uh, you know, that style as much as possible, and I love that stuff, you know. So that that transition from from the original X Force, I I remember buying the first, you know, X Force number one. Oh um, my god! Was that and everything? Um, you aged also- yourself a little bit here, but I'm just gonna say you you kind of aged yourself, like oh I remember uh, buying this one, but yeah, no, I know I'm old. That's okay. <laughs> It's fine. You have wisdom. Uh, yeah, so that's, you know, I mean, I see you have the, the Superman behind you. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, the uh, workshop. Yeah. I, you know, I remember buying, you know, two copies of that. So one I can open and one I can keep, you know, sealed up because, you know, yes, there's, there's my retirement. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a Superman. We're going to make so much money. Yeah. I'm going to sell this and go to college. Yeah. You know, I get kids. I'm going to get $100,000. Oh, my fuck. I think that's the biggest economic disappointment in anyone, any collector's lifetime was buying all the death of superman it turned out 50 cents yeah i ironically i'm 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 terrible at taking care of my i don't really take care of my i literally use them to read them and or just look through them for the art and stuff i i only have bagged up i have some old stuff like fantastic four number 32 a couple old some old books um and i think i have my my grew my first book i still have it i have it bagged up but for the most part and some of my books, I'll keep. I keep. I carry. Keep perfect. So for my kids, for when they're older and stuff. Uh, yeah. But for the most part, I keep them just as is. I don't. I don't mind letting them get all beat up and stuff. And then I'll give them away once I get too many. Uh, yeah. You know. I've now given here's away a key box. question. I'm. I'm very curious about this because some people mm-hmm. don't like getting their own stuff. Do you have any of your own books, like for kids or anything like that, down the line? Do you have like a little collection of your own stuff? Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely yeah. have, I have. I have three daughters, so I keep three copies of everything I I have. Yeah. So yeah, That's so, smart man. <laughs> yeah, so I keep three copies. So you know, whenever I go, uh, they at least they each, and then they can do whatever they want with it. And so if they if they want to keep them or do whatever, but but at least they'll each have a copy of something. So for the most part, most of the comps I get are I get at least three copies, except for some of the trades and stuff. But all the single issues, I get usually at least three copies. So. Uh, I make sure I, I bag those up, uh, so each of the girls gets one at some point. Everybody else's comics, fuck them, they're fine. My comics, those are bagged and bored. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. You know what? These ones are pristine. Fantastic Four, get out of here. X Force, though. There we go. My name on it, bag it. I like That's, that. I like my, it. So that, that was, you know, some early influences was that era. You know, that that the the Jim Lee Claremont X Men was the first time I kind of. Um, I was like, well, the X-Men, that's when it really blew up for me and, and the characters and stuff. Um, uh, my brother had my brother had the issue number one of Wolverine where he's standing on a pile of, of dudes on that cover. So I was like, well, like Wolverine, that was the first time I even saw Wolverine or knew who he was. That's a bad uh, way to see him. That's a good way. <laughs> that's yeah, a pretty yeah, good so, way. Um, and it's cool now. I mean, I get to draw him all the time. So That's true. Do you have a favorite X-Men member? Because... I mean, I've never worked in X-Men, but we all, we, everybody has a favorite X-Men member. Who's yours? At least two, at least two. They like to draw. I'll give you that. Well, maybe my favorite, and, it, and I don't get to draw, is uh, Mystique. And, really? Yeah. Don't uh, actually hear that anymore. A combination of her looks, her history, her character, the uh, power set. Of, um, I mean, she just looks awesome. I've only gotten to draw her, like, twice so far. Oh, uh, just, you I don't panels big fan of that skull belt though i really am that skull belt you gotta have it if not it's like who's mystique without that skull belt come on you just saw that what's the the marvel Fortnite um thing that came out my my girls have that that uh and it's got mystique and she has the it has two versions of Mystique. it has the one in the white dress with the the skull belt which is my favorite one i'm a younger guy and i dislike Fortnite, but that's how you hook me in (laughs) that's how you get rid of that yeah yeah it's awful they just 
I did. I just did a cover for. Uh, and there's an. I have an X Force cover uh, that's a uh, Fortnite X Force cover. They didn't show it yet. They did say that I'm, I did one, but they showed I think only half of them so far this last week. Oh. Um, wow. And it's you know it's a fun little crossover. That had to be interesting. I mean, do you like the game at all? You, do you I, game or I, do you know? I didn't, I didn't play it. I haven't played it at all. Um, just my, my daughters do because all their cousins play. And, and especially right now with the with the with uh, everybody self-quarantining, um, they can just be on their headsets and, and talk to their cousins all the time. So at least they have contact. And that's kind of yeah. even have I, we bought an Xbox for them just bec- during this because they can't go out and see other family and, and friends and stuff. So. Uh, that way they can stay in contact. So now they're all they're they're all in. Uh, did you tell them that? Like, hey, did you did you when you told them? I mean, I'm I'm assuming you told them you did a Fortnite cover. You're like, hey, Dad did this. Did it score you any points? Or they like, well, that, yeah, that well, that's when when they when they when they pitched me. You know, I get an email from from editorial, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm like, yeah, this will score me points with my kids. They'll think I'm cool now. Yes. So. Um, you're thinking the good way, sir. That is the yeah, best way to absolutely. do it, Josh. Yeah, I got it. You know, so now I'm cool because you know anything Dad does is never cool. Um, yeah. And so now that this thing, actually, I talked with uh, my colorist for it, uh, Dean White, and uh, he colored it. And we're both going to each get a poster made so we can have one in like our daughter's room. So while they're playing their video games. Hey guys and gals, Dakota here with a quick little ad break for you. So folks, we always know the classic saying, wear your freak flag high. Now you can, because the Comic Chronicle podcast now has its own little merch line on Redbubble. That's right, folks, we have our own little merch line with some fun little logos. Of course, our Man of Steel-esque logo for the Comic Chronicle podcast you can get on mugs, t-shirts, sweaters, posters, prints, all sorts of stuff like that on there. And of course, we sell some exclusives that you may be interested in in this new world era that we live in. One of those designs we feature is the little branding called Vigilante in Training. Let people know when you wear your mask or if you want to get a sticker version of the little iconic logo there. Rough dick looking uh, stamp on there on your mask that's blue, a little dark blue. Vigilante in Training. Or if you want, we have in a word bubble on there, trying to best to explain this on a podcast, and a word bubble, Make Comics Not War. Get that on t-shirts, sweaters, posters, a mask, buttons, phone cases, all sorts of stuff like that on there. And of course, lastly, we have Blockbuster Kid. Take on the Blockbuster logo. You know, a lot of us, like myself, we grew up a Blockbuster. Or, you know, you're a semi-medium age adult and you like Blockbuster too. You want to support the past and keep a little bit of retro on there. You can do that too. Get your t-shirts, masks, buttons, stickers with Blockbuster Kid written on there too. You can check out the store for the Comic Chronicle podcast on Redbubble. And an easier way to do so is you can click the link in the show notes below. And that will help you guys and take you straight down to it. Go to Explore Designs and see what all the fun stuff we have for you guys. See the logos for yourself and support the podcast all in the same sense i give you guys stuff for free which is the podcast and now we give you some merch wear that freak flag high folks so thanks for tuning into this episode and without further ado let's take it back to dakota from the past man what the hell i'm not jealous i'm like you know i wish i could have that as my dad but then again my dad's pretty cool shout out to you jason i love you but yeah i gotta say that because otherwise he'll listen he'll be like you piece of shit <laughs> But still, I mean that's cool though. That's that is some big dad points. Big dad kudos. That is, I try. Yeah. Well, who else is your favorite X Men though? You got Mystique on there, and what other ones do you got? Um, like, is there one? Maybe is it one that you've learned to like after drawing this character a little bit? Black, like, I like um, the design. Black Tom. Black Tom Cassidy. Black Tom Cassidy. Yeah. I I never hear that. I'm what? not even pulling your stream. Nobody ever says that around me ever. Black Tom Cassidy. Nobody. No, I mean I didn't know Black Tom Cassidy like barely at all i knew he existed and i'd seen him here and there but it's yeah. literally it's because of the work that we're doing on him with um and the way ben writes him has given him so much character and his purpose in what's going on in the x-men and the dawn of x right now and so it's the way he writes him just makes me excited to draw him and give him his mannerisms and stuff and so i i really enjoy him of course i love wolverine too yeah uh, well, that's a given to, of course yeah that's I mean, why everyone, yeah yeah. If they say you don't, if someone in comics says you don't like Wolverine and they read a lot of Marvel, you kind of question that person. <laughs> I, question, like, I question their sanity. Yeah. 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 Well, sanity's gone out the window. It's 2020, Joshua. Come on now. It's over. It's all gone. It's all poured out. But man, that's cool though. So, how long, I mean, technically, how long have you been working with X Men though? Since, I mean, you read them as a kid and stuff like that. Like, how long has it been? 
I'm well, curious on that. What do you mean, reading or just working on them, drawing? Oh, just it? working on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how long has it been for you? Like, living the dream of getting the create X Men. Um. Well, I mean, only a year and a half now. I was working, so I started. So I started at Marvel. I jumped right over. So I was working at Titan, and that's when they contacted yeah. me and like, hey, you want to come over? And I, I had a project lined up, and I, I had a chance to jump in. They, I, they didn't even give me like test pages. They, I think they had seen already what I was doing, and they said, hey, do you want to jump in and do an issue of uh, New Avengers? So I did an issue of New Avengers. I was working in the Avengers office, and I did an issue there. And they're like, oh, you know, they were ready to like throw me some more. But I said I had already committed to this other book, and I did this. Um, I did this book with Titan uh, called Mycroft Holmes and the uh, Apocalypse Handbook. It's a fun kind of uh victorian era i mean it's mycroft holmes you know the brother of sherlock holmes and it's much more of a kind of indiana jones swashbuckling uh kind of all like fun all all ages adventures book i've never heard of this it's a little more adult um yeah i did it um i drew it uh the writers were uh raymond Osfeld and kareem abdul jabbar and um and it was a five issue book and you know perfect little trade a uh, really, really fun book, actually, uh, and a little bit violent and fun, but adventure. Sounds cool. It sounds yeah. cool. Like as an yeah. Indiana Jones fan, I like that. And I'm like, ooh, yeah. and Sherlock Holmes fan, I like it. Yeah, so it's kind of a hybrid of those two. Wow. Uh, so hybrid. I did that, cool. and I was I was in that, and you know, Marvel. You know, I already had this project, but they when I was done with it, they said, "Yeah, I'm ready to come back." And so I started doing. I helped out with some Secret Empire issues. Remember uh, that, yeah. Yeah, so I did. I did like a thirty-page one-shot in Secret Empire, and then also was helping out kind of some stories. I was doing some of the Black Widow storyline, uh, some pages here and there, and then I did, I did Falcon. I did with Rodney Barnes. We did Falcon Jesus. for uh, like eight issues or something like that. They gave us a little run there, uh, which was a lot of fun. I was doing some Sam Wilson in his awesome black and red, um, the newer I outfit. Love it. Yeah. I love that outfit so much. Yeah, yeah Falcon suits are always cool. Even the old school white and red I one, the, I thought it's cool. The old school white one's awesome, but yeah. uh, cool and sleek, and and uh, I really loved doing that. So I have a I have a uh, a big soft spot for um, Sam Wilson now from working on the character, you know, and diving in on him. Um, and then they had me jump over. I think I did the Sentry next. Uh, oh, yeah, little known Marvel character. Yeah, yeah, and you know. That was that's that seems to be that was good for me because I think that's where I started to turn and get better. Um, How so? What do you mean? I, I don't know. I don't know why. Something a light went. I think you know what it was was it was kind of a split. They had me jump in. Kim Jacinto had been the the original artist on it, and but he had been sick and wasn't able to you know kind of keep up, and so they had me jump on, and it. The, the story takes place in kind of this duel. One part takes in the, the mind area uh, and the other part in the, the real world. And they would, they would split us up to where I would draw one section. And, you know, so the art style split. Uh, so it's not as confusing. And watching his work, because he's super, super dynamic and kinetic. And, and his, his style is not like mine at all. But mm -hmm. there was something I think I saw in his and, and just even some other artists at the time um just i think kind of clicked for me and that's when i think i started i don't know i i, I think i just started getting better there it was and, that it was more of a mental thing of why didn't i do it this way before like is that sort of thing like that or is it like oh my god i can do things different if i do this it's it's i can't even describe it i, I don't know why yeah. it just seemed like the I don't know if it's I, I don't know I don't know how to describe it just something where where I was able to I think I just I'm just starting to get better I see some progression it's always two mm. steps forward one step back you know True. you always True. you're always working you're getting better and then it's just like oh then you then you're looking like oh I'm not really then you feel like you're digressing um, but that one it seemed it seemed like a little bit of a leap forward and then I jumped over to the Venom office uh, or to the Spidey office and doing Venom. They had me jump on to help out doing some Venom. What uh, else haven't you done? What uh, is going that, on here? Yeah, no, I, I've been I've been really fortunate to, and I think that's that's the fun part is I've gotten to do you know a little bit of some Avenger stuff, um, and then jumping over into that, and then now you know the Spider-Man office and doing some Venom, 
and which is really really cool i mean i get to draw from a draw, draw donny kate skip a uh, script you know i mean but i have to i have to follow you know but i gotta follow uh ryan stegman and and yeah uh, ivan Kahlo and and that's tough it's it's that's but, you, know, you just stick you just do you do what you do they they hire you for a reason that's something i have to tell myself here and there because um, when you get down on yourself about like oh this is terrible you realize just you just put in the effort and put in the work you realize they hired you for a reason and they asked you to draw this for a reason because of the way you do it yeah. uh, and so doing venom again was kind of it opens your eyes to a little bit way a different way of drawing i'm drawing the symbiote um and just the way you do the character acting though it was really cool because the the section i did was just this part of of eddie brock and his kid and 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 the, and the symbiote and I, a lot of emotion you think of venom is mostly a you know just big actiony kind of book but the way Donnie's the way donnie's writing that book man like there's a ton of emotion a ton of character and so i did a that helped me do my character acting better, I think, too, which led into doing X-Force. I was finishing up. I was doing a – I'd done, a, like, a Star Wars five-pager to help fill in a gap. I was waiting for a, I was waiting for a script, and I was doing – I started – I jumped – I was doing a Venom one-shot for, one like, Venom Cult of Carnage or something last year. And I had done, like, the first couple pages, and they I got an email saying, hey – you know, we got this thing going on over in the X office and we would like you to come do X force number one and come do X force. So, um, you know, it was your choice if you want to do it. And I hate, you know, I had to make sure with all my editors, I don't want to yeah. jump on and do anything, but this has all been, they do that way before I even get an email, they talk about this obviously. So, um, I don't like to step on any toes for everybody who's, you know, giving me work and, and you don't want to get over over cucumbered or whatever. You don't want to be, have so much work. I know English. It's been a weekend, but you don't want to have so much work. Like, oh yeah, I'll do it next. You know, well, I have no yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do. You definitely don't want to do that. Um, but also, it's just like you're gonna jump. It's 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 literally you have to abandon what you're working on right now because you we need you to jump on immediately. So this is last year in like March or April, um, and you know it wasn't coming out. Didn't come out till October, November. But it was Which being double. It was being double shipped. So. Remember, they were coming out every two weeks That's true, uh, that at the time. But it yeah. is normal, though. I, I do want to kind of interrupt here just a little bit to say to people, like, why? Why do you get hired so early? It's normal. You and I both know it's normal that you're working on a book. Months. Even I have one I've been in the pipeline for years with a company. Or not years. About eight months it's been in the pipeline before mm -hmm. it even gets announced, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, before I, before I even I get it. You know, it's it's just an idea and things get pitched out a long time, a year before or whatever. Then yeah. it's lining up with the writer, getting your right outlines. How is this going to work? And then finally getting a script yeah. uh, before then even an artist sees it. And usually they have at least the first one in the can or a couple of them to get Something. going. So, yes, yeah. yeah, so, you know, things that are, you know, the things that are going to happen next right now are already being talked about, you know, and then they're going to be lining up, you know, mm -hmm. they have to schedule it way out. And especially I'm not the fastest artist either and 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 so yeah I, I you know i can i can't do if you if you hired me today to have a book that's out next month and then keep on schedule that's probably not going to happen but if you give a decent lead time i can do a great chunk and do a run in a row and then you have to mm -hmm. take a little bit of a break and at least to keep up you know, the quality you want you know you don't want to downgrade your work and you want it to look exactly the same. So, exactly uh, Oh, exactly. What do we? Well, people just never. I wanted to put that out there. Sorry, I interrupted. I just want to put that out because people don't know that fact at all. They're like, "Oh, it's made in a month." Like, no. What are yeah. you talking about? Like, there's no way in hell you could ever do that. Not even the fastest artist could do a month and do so many issues and it's being and printed and all that stuff out there. But who yeah. knows? No, there's so there's there's so much behind it, and hopefully. You know the craft and definitely once you get into this sort of thing i think it makes you appreciate more like now i look at every book on the shelf and i'm way less critical than i was when i was 15 years old you know and like ah oh, that's I don't true like that. yeah. whatever now number one i just just from drawing and getting to i appreciate all the different art styles i love i think comics is so great right now because there's so much there's yeah sure there's kind of house styles you'll see but the very art you'll see across you know the entire shelf is fantastic it's amazing oh, and i I love it. There's so many. What was it? Someone said the other day, because going back, I guess you could say, 
paleontological studies, like we're in the golden age of dinosaurs. I almost want to say we're in a new or the golden age part two of comics because we have so many, like you yourself, you're doing so many different series. And that alone should tell you there's so many Marvel books out. There's so many DC, hopefully still, there's so many DC books still out. We have so many indie companies. I work for one, two. I got seven books. Mm -hmm. We're in a time where, and there's digital, there's physical. There's, I think, a third one. No, this is digital and physical. And, you know, the stores, online, all sorts of jazz like this. Like, it's almost a new age. The different genres and just yes. everything. You know, I mean, everyone yeah. think you think of comics, you do think of... of Doing know, Rose. Superman, Spider-Man, you think about that. But yeah. just a lot of the stuff I read, I think for pleasure, are not necessarily the superhero stuff. And um, yeah, I, I love that. I love just how you can. If you want to do a horror book, a, a funny book, anything like that, mm-hmm. some just off-the-wall stuff, you you, you you can do it, you know? If you got an you artist... Read, uh... I got, I got a question, though, for you for that. Have you ever read a nature comic, like with animals or dinosaurs or anything like that? There's a I, few. There's I'm, a few. Currently? I, I don't know. Actually, on, on all honesty, I don't even know. Check them out. Because I think, especially, too, as a guy who fascination with nature, there's a couple of dinosaur ones. It's like Age of Reptiles. I think I you could give it on Google Online. Head. So, Age of Reptiles? Yeah. It's all, like, there's n- there's no dialogue. There's okay. no humans in it. It's all like you're following different stories of different animals. And there's a few indie companies that do it too with Ice Age animals, modern day animals, stuff like that. I think maybe a couple people do cavemen sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Check them out. I, I think you'd actually like, especially because some of the art in there, beautiful, especially Age of Reptiles. Check it out. I think you'd actually like it. Like it's a good sit down, inspirational sort of thing. One Like you like to read in your free time. Yeah. Well, listen, now it's just audio. Like if I can, it's audio books because, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's reading, I guess, technically, but it's I, have yeah. I, I, I had to get away from it. I had, I have a, a four-year-old too, and my other daughters are older, and, but there's just, I wasn't able to, cause she's, I have to pay attention to her too. I couldn't really get yeah. into books while I'm working. So, um, uh, there was a while I was able to do a lot of audio books. I'm just starting to get into it now, able to, she's getting older to where I don't have to constantly have my ear out and be distracted. Cause on an audio book, the moment you take your head away like you know when you read is the moment you stop it stops but literally the moment i have to check a message or an email or just answer my wife or something you you lose your spot you don't know where you're true you gotta gotta all the feelings you in your development in the world being sucked into it and that you're like pulled back out like the kids being pulled out of narnia like oh shit we're back in world war one damn it yeah well i've got i've just got hours to fill you know while i'm working if i'm working anywhere from 10 to 15 hours a day or so that i've just need something to listen to anyway you know uh exactly. so it's a mix of everything it's 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 audiobooks uh you know and especially even public domain stuff you can get through youtube i mean there's tons yeah. of public domain stuff some of the old classics and stuff uh even like 1984 or whatever and um and you listen to just all kinds of stuff music podcasts tv yeah. anything movies i can't really i can't play any i have to watch i can only play movies that i've seen before at least a bunch of times yeah cause if because if it's i don't have new. to look at the visuals exactly because then you're done you're like oh what is that oh shit yeah. where am i at <laughs> this is what are they doing oh yeah you know what I, I want your opinion on this because there's somebody i won't name names it's a friend of mine who works in comics too and they're like oh i don't usually work with anything i usually work in silence those people scare me I don't know how, whether artists or writers, like if you work in silence with no music, podcasts, or anything like that, I, I, I don't know. It's scary. <laughs> no, I know. I, I, I think there's something good to it because there's, especially if it's, to me, it's either early in the morning or late at night. I think there's something to it when all you hear, because usually the world outside is quiet. My house is quiet. Everyone's still asleep or had gone to sleep. Yeah. Um, just the sound of, and I still work traditionally, so the sound of the pencil on the paper and maybe or the ink and stuff like that there's something meditative about it or either silence or just almost like that really mellow meditative background music but set pretty low yeah um actually kind of i can see that i like that i couldn't do it all i couldn't film i I would i need to listen to something throughout the day but there's definitely moments like i said early in the morning if i get up especially right now with summer in the uh it's hot as heck where i live and and uh, I feel that. <laughs> so I feel that here. Yeah, the sun is you know up early, and yeah. and so I'm able to kind of sit down and get my first two hours in before there's really any interruption. And I actually generally like it pretty quiet and mellow. Nice. So I, if, I'm a, if I'm a weirdo for that, I don't know. I don't, 
Listen, I don't know. It's it's weird, but we're all weird in our different quirks and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's that. What can I say? Well, good man, I don't want to take any more of your time today. I do want to say is thank you for coming on the show, boss. This has oh, been yeah. fun. Like, it's, you've given a lot of good advice here. I don't know if you realize that or not, but you've given a lot of good motivational stuff to people out there. Oh, thank I mean, yeah, you hope so. I, if, if it comes down to that, it's whether you're going to write, I mean, if you're into the writing or the thing, it's it's just keep doing it. Yeah. Um, be self-aware, too, as far as your shortcomings, because that's the only way, you know, we talked about it before. It's the only way you get better. If you, it's true. If, if you, uh, if you see where you're failing I, every day, just even right now when I'm, when I'm working on right now, I already see what I messed up on and, and, mm. you know, you get better there. It's, you know, you just persevere and keep doing it. And especially right now with comics and, and be, all the different art styles and that even, even Marvel you'll see has all kinds of different art styles for different books. And, if that's you know your end goal is to work with them, I, I you know just keep doing what you're doing. And there there is there is luck involved as far as getting hired, um, but yeah, but there's it's luck is is preparation you know meets <laughs> true meets, meets opportunity as they say because yeah. if you're not ready for it, then it's not going to come anyway. You can't just barge through the door if, unless you know you're you're probably ready. Exactly. Uh, to exactly. do that and work, it, and work at this pace it's oh, it's yeah. not it's an awesome job but it's not easy it's it's no. it's constant no. you know, I, i'm working all day and night i get plenty of interruptions through my day if i could just work a 10-hour shift every day i would do that but my days just end up being stretched longer because of everything else in my life and working from home and everything going on right now um so my life's not very different from what it was before fair enough and yeah yeah so but I think being ready for that part of it too, because it does consume you. Um, I don't know about other artists, yeah. but it does. Like I'm constantly thinking about storytelling and what I'm working on or what I'm going to be working on too. It's just, it's nonstop. It's uh, everybody. It is. Yeah. It is writers included. I'm, I'll vouch. It's writers too. You're always thinking, you're always working. You're always planning for the next thing. You're seeing yeah. stuff you have to do, especially me co-creating comics. I have to approve of stuff. So it's like, Oh, yes. what's your idea for this thing? Like, Oh shit. Yeah. Um, well, but there, you know, that, but there's good. I mean, it's a collaboration. You know, yeah. unless you're doing everything yourself, you have to be able to to work with other people. Oh, yeah. And um, but there's something great about when you work with really great people that helps a lot. Like my editors and 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 right now I'm working with Ben, right? And I just Ooh. did. You know, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's great to him and I are back and forth every day. You know, I mean, we're not just through the emails through the official channels. Him and I text every day. Uh, so a combination of just our personal lives we have a personal relationship but also just through story he'll always throw things out at me and and he's always asking even for ideas of hey i'm doing this next arc do you have any ideas do you, what do you want to draw necessarily and he'll incorporate my cool. ideas and you know he'll definitely entertain pretty much everything i'll i'll, I'll pitch to him it's um, good we run it through you know everybody um first and just having that too so i think there's if you want to try to do this sort of thing i think finding a way of teaming up with a writer or you know you know you put yourself out there hopefully you know even to, to at least get paid for it too but also just collaborating just even on a short story i think is a really good thing for people mm -hmm. uh, and you know you can co-create it and own it but just just to get that practice in i think is a good thing just just to find a writer that you that they might like or writers hit up artists and be like you know artists that are trying to make their way up and be like let's just draw a three-page story together and do something i think there's some value in going off somebody's script or having some input in crafting a story and then creating something um which then now you do and and what i do at marvel is you know it's it's on just such a bigger scale and now i'm like and now i see this i'm finishing up i'm doing um, some x of swords stuff which is the big crossover that's yeah. coming yeah. um in the fall and like it's it's not just Ben and I, but also I have Ben and Jerry Dugan are, are officially the script writers on the book that I'm drawing right now. But it's also going over with Jonathan Hickman and Teeny Howard and the whole Jeez. writers group and then all the editors because everything's got to be in concert, right? Yeah, that's true. Crossovers. There's a lot of, yeah, so I can imagine I, I get my one corner and if I get all my I get all my reference and I get to, I've gotten to see all the amazing other art. I've read some of the books already and I got to see. So that helps you too, kind of keep motivated like, oh man, I got to Number one, I got to step up my game because I'm yeah. seeing what's coming in. Um, but also, you know that a lot of 
that a lot of eyeballs are on it. And so yeah. you want it to be as awesome as possible. And, and, you know, and, and so I'm always nervous turning in a page because I know not only just my editors, but all the writers who have their foot in this story too. It's like um, presented in front of the class again. <laughs> like, oh no, like, okay, yes. well, the girl I like is over there. My best friend's over there. Oh shit, welcome to speech yes. class. I'm, I'm, terif I'm terrified almost every time I turn in a page. Why uh, bad? Oh, yeah. I'm worried too. Oh, so I was gonna say I'm in the same sense as a writer. Like I'm worried too. Like, yeah. fuck, are fans gonna like this? Is the artist gonna be okay? Is it too much? Because that's my fear. As I write stuff and it's too much for an artist, that's yeah. my utmost fear. Because I don't want to have Paul shout out to you, Paul. I don't want to have him come call me and be like, "What the fuck? You oh. have me draw all this? Like, no, no, I'm sorry. We can check." That's my fear is to have that happen. Well, that's but that's also good too to, to come back at some. I, I've come back and be like, "Hey, can I?" The writer should be malleable, just like the artist too. Where yeah. hey, the things what work, you know, the, the writers work. And Ben's great. He immediately, you know, this he sends out the script, and then he's like, "This is a basic framework. If you can think of a better way to do it, or if you need to rearrange it or something like that." I've rarely had to. He's a, he's a damn good writer, so sure. I don't have to. <laughs> worry, I don't have to worry about it that much. Um, but we we work together so well, and that's just I've been really fortunate with that. To, to just have those collaborators uh it that's the name of the game i think in any creative industry like unless you're writing novels but you still have to work with an editor um, yeah and uh, you just need to do that but that's but at the end of the day it's awesome just to create something and have a story out there in the world that other people read and then getting that feedback once it's out there in the world it's great you know to finally get that feedback when people are like oh i love this oh this is so awesome and it's like good that's you know that's that's why i we did do my it. job right and <laughs> i get to keep yeah. feeding my kids that's also a plus man there's so much in this episode man i i like i said before like we just kept going but yeah, <laughs> but i'm glad to have you on this has been very good and the aspiring people because there's a lot of people who listen that are in the business and whatnot as well but there's a lot of people who listen to the show that are like, oh, I want to get in. How do I get in? How do I be like you? How do I be like this guest here? Yeah. And I think you kind of nailed it on the head here. And what, like, a little bit of, here's that little bit of push. Kind yeah. of that sort of thing. And there's, there's, I thank there's, you for that. I thank you for there's, it. There's, you know, there's a million different ways to break. Everyone has their own, like, breaking in story, I guess. And you never feel like you really break in, I guess. You're just because you're always, you're only as good as your last thing you drew. And you, you're hoping to keep going and, and, and get better. Um, it's just about, I think the hard part is to just make yourself do it. It's always easy to sit back. I want to do, I want to do it, but it's tough to, it's always about finishing something, you know, finishing those drawings and then finishing stories is, is where you go. If, if you want to be a sequential artist, like artist like what I'm doing, you got to just do, you got to finish, you got to do whole stories. And yeah. you know what, what I, probably a good thing when I was, I think this is what turned me to I, when I had start doing portfolio things, they'd be, oh, this is really good. But the very first question they would ask is, what have you worked on? What have you done before? Because they want to know your approving, they want to know your approving quantity. Yeah. They're like, this is talent, you know, this this looks really good. And this, you know, this is publishable, but I don't know what kind of person you are. I don't know. It goes back to the collaboration we talked about. I don't know if you're some Yahoo who I can't really work with, doesn't take any, you know, criticism or edits. Um, I don't know how long you took to draw this. You could have taken 10 years to do this whole portfolio. Yeah, and true. so like, that, that yeah. would be the first day, you know, they, they, they might be like, wow, this looks good. What, what have you worked on? If I, at the time when I said I had nothing, they kind of, you immediately kind of just, okay, well, he's really green and I, you know, less chance of taking a shot at you. They throw you out the window usually pretty fast. Yeah. yeah but when I started doing, I kind of, I, I'd done my, my, my little book for myself and then I started working with a writer friend. Um, kind of create our own little world where I had some sequential pages and and so I had this whole book and I think that's when they were more receptive to oh he, look he can finish this sort of thing oh look he did a whole story and that and I think there was a little more value in their their eyes where they saw that I've made something and then once I did something you know with Titan and just even just anything it's like yeah. okay he's worked with the writers and editors and and now he can get hopefully something done on time hopefully uh, <laughs> yeah so oh yeah Somebody who does, I think, just make your own book. Like I said, I did a silent book. Yeah, and, easy. And just yeah. draw your own. Even you don't have to be the best storyteller. Just think of a real simple plot, A to B. Just draw it out. You know, do it in ten pages. Make a little book. And I think there's, I think it has a little more weight when you start showing people your your work. Like, hey, look, I I can do this, this sort of thing instead of just a bunch of just fun drawings of Spider Man. 
It's true. Oh, it's true. Man. If I wasn't already working in comics, I'd be like, I need to listen to this guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Right. They'd be like, shit. I I can't say anything more other than that, boss. I really can't. And I want to say, I appreciate I like the hat, by the way. I do. I wanted to say that now. <laughs> Not a fan of the team, but I still, I appreciate But I like your shark hat. Thank you. Well, I want to say, man, is thank you for coming on again. And where can, I know you said it's only for work, but people like following this sort of thing. Uh, where can they follow you on social media? Yeah, it's just, it's just Twitter right now. Uh, Twitter, um, it's at Joshua Casara, I think my full name. Uh, right. Find me there. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff. There's a, a announcement with Marvel coming up. I, I was assuming it was coming up this week. I don't know. There's something um, involved with that Marvel, which is really cool. I have, I don't think I have anything out till mostly November. All the the X of Sword, the Ten of Sword stuff I'm working on right now that comes out in November. I did the the uh, Wolverine uh, Black, White, and Blood. I did uh, I did one yeah. of the chapters in that, uh, which comes out in November. That just got announced like last week or the week before. And just more X Force. I'm on. I'm scheduled to be drawing X Force for as long as we can. So I like it. I like it, man. Well, I definitely can't wait to see more of your work because I think your work's beautiful. So I wanted you on the show. I'm like, I gotta get this guy on. Come on. And you like are a teacher. I want you to give a TED talk, Joshua. I really do. It'd be really good. I think. Like, uh, break it in the comics with Joshua. It would we'll work. call it a Josh talk. Josh talk. Oh, that's fucked. That's how you get sued. Because <laughs> someone, someone will be like from TED right. talk. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. But all right, good man. I will let you get going. Like I said, thank you for coming on. And I will email you when this episode comes out. Yeah, absolutely. Let me know, man. Cheers. Sweet. Have a good one, man. Thanks, man. Bye. All right. Bye.